Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Pulp Hockey Show with Ray Ferraro and Steve Mathis. Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on PulpHockey.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulp Hockey. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Hockey Podcast. Thank you for listening. Very exciting show ahead for myself. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. Get this show wherever you get podcasts from, whether it's uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, any kind of podcatcher out there. You can get the show, download it, and, of course, you can go to pulphockey.com as well and get it the old-fashioned way on the website. Uh, Thank you again for listening and uh, with me on the line to talk about all of the free agent action, maybe maybe wrap up the draft a little bit, talk about some summer plans, 18-year NHL veteran, TSN lead color analyst, Ray Ferraro. What's up, Ray? How are you? I'm doing okay. I, I know where this is headed here, Steve, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, little, is, a little leery to jump in here, you know. But I, a, I am doing great. Sucks. Eating crow sucks. <laughs> it really does. Um, did, you, did you actually click on the Twitter poll to see the options? No, okay. I didn't. The options were... Uh, I put a Twitter poll out. The options were, uh, will Ray Ferraro crush the dream of John Tavares signing with the Leafs? Will he apologize on the show tomorrow? And if you have a mobile, sometimes you don't see the options. The options were, no chance, chum, and beat it, pal. Those are the options. And which, uh, you know, I would say, I would like to be able to to tell you both of those. However, (laughs) I was just wrong. Yeah. I just... The, the crazy part about this is I just didn't see the way it fit. And, there, and even now, I still, I won't say I have reservations, but mm-hmm. I, I still don't quite see how it's all going to work. Now, maybe it will, and it'll be an amazing coup for, for the lease. Um, I just didn't see it happening. Wow. I, just, I, I didn't think... I guess I, and you wouldn't know, or I mean, I wouldn't know. Maybe, maybe people are way more smart than me, but I didn't realize the pull for Toronto was going to be so deep in Tavares. You know, like that, yeah. that yeah. clearly made a bigger, um, a bigger stake in this whole thing than I really thought. See, that, that, you know, like seeing the, seeing the picture of him lying under his maple leaf blankets and all oh, that when I, he's a kid. I started tearing up. I started tearing up. You know, but it's like, so lots of us have dreams of playing in the NHL, and but you know, I mean, when it when it's home, and it could be great, you could see why there would be even a greater pull. I just didn't anticipate that. The you know, I'm you, you read and you know, and talking to our guys, Dregs and uh, Darren Drager and Bob McKenzie and Pierre LeBron and you realize that, you know, he left significant money on the table. Sounds like. In yeah. other places. Yeah. Now, you can say, well, he got $77 million, mm-hmm. You know, like, does it really matter past that? But, yeah, it all kind of matters. Sure it does. Because it wasn't like he was getting offers from bad teams as well. But I just didn't see it. I was wrong. I, um, 
I do. I mean, it's an enviable center ice position oh, for them. Is it ever? I'll tell you what. What are you going to do? I still. I don't know. I. I don't know though. You know, I'm. I'm. My biggest. My biggest question for about Tavares is, in three years, is he a tugboat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, skating and, has and always I, been a, a bit of an issue. Yeah. Right, and and I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe he won't be. And maybe if they win a cup in those three years, well, then hell, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. You'll right. be like, yeah. We, yeah. We'll go ahead. This He's for, a tugboat. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> tugboat your way around right. forever. Right. But so, like, you know, like a lot of times, things, you know, they, they play out, they look good, and then you've got to see them in reality. Remember when, and this is a little bit different circumstance, but Tamo Solani and Paul Correa both decided to take one year deals and sign in Colorado. And at the time, it, at at that time, it seemed like, man, this is going to, this is vaults Colorado into absolutely the the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And then it just didn't work. Solani's knee was bad. Korea got hurt his wrist, and it just didn't work. Now they only had one year, one crack at it. You know, Toronto's got a whole bunch of years here, but it's um, it's it amazing. Impossible. It's and amazing. Then when you saw him standing there with the jersey, it, it just. To me, it kind of looked right. The other thing I will say, Steve, I don't know if you felt this watching it, you know, because you're a big Leafs fan, but he didn't look, or he looked rather pained at the press conference. Like, I, I got a real sense that this wasn't super easy for him to to decide this. And I've lived in Long Island. I loved it. I mm-hmm. said on the show the other day, I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it there. Um you know, people, hockey people know it from the Nassau Coliseum and the six blocks around the yeah. arena. It's an awesome place. And he'd been there a long time. And I can see why it would be difficult for him to tell all those people that he cares about, yeah, I'm moving on. But in two days, mm-hmm. he'll be fine. You know, because he'll be back home. He'll be... He'll, have those, he'll be a leaf. He'll have those blankets. You know, he'll be, he'll the, the, sheets, yeah. the, the sheets and everything. He's, pro- he's probably got new sheets by now. I like to think so. <laughs> um, and so, and so just, just think, like, he's going to get back now. He gets into his, you know, now you're into your summer training, and he'll be going with the leaf guys, right? They'll just yeah. be going to the yeah. where they train and, you know, or where they skate. He'll be skating with teammates, not guys he knows. Right, like yep. you'll be in a lot of cases, you skate with the same guys anyway. Mm-hmm. But now they're your teammates, and so he'll get comfortable super quick. And the Leafs up front are a dangerous, dangerous team. And the question will be, um, will be, the, will they be equally dangerous in their own end? Uh, because yeah, yeah, there is some know, of that. That, that certainly <laughs> hasn't that certainly hasn't been addressed in the least. They've got time for sure, um, but no matter what they. What they do, I will say this right now, and you can, you know, put this in the back of your head, but one of the keys for their season will be a return to form, or hopefully for the Leafs, a return to form of Zaitsev. Yeah. Because if he doesn't, they are really thin back there. They are super thin. He can't play like he did last year. When you have two centers that possess the puck the whole time, you don't need to worry about the back end. Okay, well then go win every game 5-4. How's that work? Did Um, Pittsburgh win this year? No, but they have won quite a bit. Um, yeah, but that's my point. Is it? It's never easy. 
And the team that won yeah. had great, great centers this year. So that's, you can say this to your point, Steve. Yep. That's three years in a row. The teams with the best center ice position won. Right? Pittsburgh yep, twice Pittsburgh, yep. and Washington. And Washington yep. So, I'm, look, I'm not knocking the thing as to say, oh, gee, what a crazy signing. Now, if you're asking me about Leo Komarov for four years, <laughs> i got something else. we got a different opinion. We're going there in a second. But, We're going there, yeah. But what, I, what I'm saying is that what this does is vault them into a, a terrific place. It doesn't guarantee anything. No, of course we, not. Right. And I don't think... My personal opinion is that defense, as it's currently constructed, is not good enough to win. I don't care how much right. they possess the puck up front. There's going to be times that they have to defend. Tavares has never made anybody think he's in a, um, a sulky candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, that's never been his real strong suit. But you've got two other guys in Kadri and Matthews that are very good. Like, it, it all kind of pieces itself together, and it's super interesting, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. I'm not as excited as you Leafs guys, no, but I'm no, sure but you guys are super excited. Just nothing good ever happened to the Leafs for 30 years, for the Leafs. To, for thir- I mean, I guess they got Gilmore. They robbed uh, Calgary, yep. but uh, not much has happened good for a long time. Well, not like this. <laughs> no, too. I mean, this, no, was, this is... You know, it's funny. We were sitting there on the desk, and... We're like, man, there were 60 other free agents that signed today. Yeah. And we barely talked about any of them. Yeah. Because once John signed, once John decided, I mean, that was the yeah. story, the whole story, and everything else was window dressing. What, uh, when, who was on it early for, for you guys, insiders? At the, again, I, one of my big regrets is I can't watch TSN down here in, in the U.S., but. Uh, oh, Drager. Drager. Drager was on it? Drager had it at, well, I don't know what time John signed. You yeah. know? Yeah, who hand? knows? Right. No. But it was in the morning, uh, like, you know, so Eastern time, it would have been maybe, you know, I'm going to say 10 o'clock. And Drake said, look, I'm not, I'm not confirming this. Yeah. But I'm, it, it was kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Right. One of those. Yeah. And so he was on it. He was on it early. Yeah. And, um, and then, of course, you know, there's a groundswell of, you know, little bits of information start to leak out because the way these stories get broken it's not by the agent it's not by the player it's by somebody notices that the 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 pr guy had to arrange a press conference and he might have called a catering guy oh yeah yeah. somebody notices the catering guy you know like right some bizarre random thing or something yeah something new this now is the tail fin of private jets and stuff people are right starting to do that but but i mean it's it's the trade deadline for example Mm -hmm. one of the one of the ways the insiders, some of the insiders get their information is they get, they try to find out who are you making jerseys for? Yeah. Like, like what yep. team is making a new jersey? Oh, team A is making a Mathis jersey. Yeah. Well, then I, oop, there's the trade. Now you start working backwards. Sure. It's really like a, a pretty good jigsaw puzzle. Uh, I honestly, to together. I know we talked about it last week, and I know I went on and on. I didn't think it was going to happen. I really didn't. And not because mm-hmm. of the math that we talked about, you know, with a front-loaded deal, and we talked a couple things, other ways of doing it. But I had just heard, like, he's going back to the Islanders. And I read something that, uh, last week. Only four out of the top 25 points-per-game guys in the last 15 years, I think, have ever switched teams. Uh, Kessel, Sagan, uh, and I can't remember the other two guys, but 
you know, basically Tyler Sagan was traded when he was a kid. Phil was right. uh, Phil was you know a bit of an issue in Boston, I guess, and it was a big blockbuster. I mean, Boston got a hell of a haul. So these things never happen. These guys don't switch teams. So and I, so yeah. and so why would it be now? Yeah, Guess yeah, absolutely, yeah. And so what's what I'm what I'm wondering is so you know one of the reasons John left money on the table and left that eighth year on the table and didn't sign in some other places was he looked at the Leafs and said, yeah, it's home. And that we just talked about what a mm-hmm. big pull that is, but I get a chance to win. So I wonder if what we see in the NBA starts, starts happening. Yeah. Move a little bit to hockey. The difference is you can sign a one year contract in the NBA for $35 million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With the cap. So, you know, you can sign for one year yep. and, Players aren't going to do that when they get their crack at free agency. You're not you're not going to sign for one year, uh, unless you're a guy like Tavares that can get twenty percent of the cap. Yep. If you can't, like, why are you going to sign for one year? Yeah. That would be the only detriment to that. But I'm curious to see if it starts to happen. Yeah, it it it, it is going to be interesting. The math will be interesting for the Leafs down the road. Of course, Matthews is eligible to sign any time now. Uh, Nylander is a restricted free agent. Um, I've read a couple articles. I think James Myrtle did one. It seems like the math will work. I mean, but then again, I also like the fact that I think if you're Nylander or Austin Matthews or Marner, you're, you are going to take less because John Tavares took less. And I, I hope they all realize and look around. And I think they will, you know? Well, okay. Here's the difference. Um, this contract now will push John Tavares over $100 million in career earnings. Mm-hmm. William Nylander's made. Yeah. Uh, relative peanuts to this point in his career. This take less stuff is awesome for the fans. It's great. <laughs> what a great idea. Oh, I know you're why on record. Yeah. Le- <laughs> you're on why, record. Why don't why doesn't everybody else take less cuz they have their job and they like the office they work at? Why don't they take less to stay? Well, no they don't. You want to make as much mm-hmm. as you can. Yep. And if you win and take way less and in the in the road to winning, they trade you. What does that do for you? Yeah, yep, yeah. Thanks a lot. Right? Uh, this, yep. this this stuff, this hometown discount stuff. The guys that really take that, unless they're at the top echelon and they make tens of millions of dollars, I think they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I you've, really you've said that before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've you've been on record many times as saying like, yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> uh, because the, yeah. the biggest part is that you take less. In theory, that's so they get good players and they get better players, and you got a chance to win and. And, you know, when you get to realize part of your childhood dream, which is to win a cup because you're already living your dream, you're playing in the NHL, but you could get traded. You could get bumped out of the lineup. There's no guarantee they're going to spend it on the players that help them win. They yeah. might spend it on some guy that that's no good yep. or doesn't fit in. Like, that that could happen. So there's no guarantee with it. And so it's a, it's a little bit of a balancing act. Now it's different if you're le- if you're leaving half a million bucks on the table and you're going to make seven. Yeah, you can you can go ahead and do that. John Tavares is going to be over a hundred, I think, one hundred and ten million dollars. He's fine. He can he can leave a couple of million yeah. bucks on the table here and there. Yeah, front loaded and signing bonuses hugely, massively. Well, this yeah. They, I I will tell you one thing. I don't know. I don't know exactly how the. Uh, uh, the next CBA is going to go, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee you one thing that won't be is they will not allow these um, these massive yeah. signing bonuses like like happen now. Like that's that's not going to happen because right now you can't buy the player out. 
which is part of the CBA. Yep. You can't, um, if there is a lockout, the players get all the money anyway. So, uh, because yeah, uh, exactly. buyouts, yep. buyouts can't touch salaries, or can't touch bonuses. So, mm-hmm. um, just a little side, yeah. side note that as we get ready and look at John's bonus-laden contract, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll realize there's, there's probably a lockout, or certainly a lot of people are are saying there will be a lockout, and I sure hope we're all wrong and there isn't. Uh, I would hope not. Uh, um, um, hey, so one of the things in the pitch, I guess, uh, reading some articles, was Mitch Marner suited up on some ice and they you know, talked about playing with uh, Tavares, and they, they said to John, like, uh, you know, hey, we think you're going to play well with Mitch Marner, and this is what we want to do. And to that, I kind of say, like, hold on here. Like, the, you know, like, let's get him on the ice first. But, but do you think they worked well together in your projection? I mean, is that, is that correct? Do you well, see I, that working? I, I, do think, I do think that uh, Marner and, and Tavares are a, a rather natural fit. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think that um, uh, I do believe that that would be um, – Somewhere that they'd go pretty quickly because you would think that Nylander and Marner would, or Nylander and um, Matthews stay together. Marner and um, uh, Marner and and Tavares stay together, mm-hmm. and then you have Kadri, who I, I I'm still a little uneasy as to where, like he he's not all of a sudden going to play with a couple of schleps. Like does he is he going to play with Andreas Johnson? They seem to have high hopes for him. Yep. Um, but somebody's got to replace on the wings the 36 goals that left with JBR. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I don't know, can they keep everybody locked in those two lines? Do they keep Mar- or keep uh, Marlowe with Kadri? It'd be interesting to see, but they got options. They've got great uh, options. Yeah. But having, having Marner skate around in his jersey and say, oh, gee, we're going to play great together, I don't, I don't I, know. I'm with you. Would... I, I know. I, was, I saw that that was a part of the pitch, and I'm like, who cares? Just get him on the ice and figure it out later. You know? I mean, yeah. Um, well, I, I just why wouldn't you just tell him so Marner doesn't have to go skate? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, switching to the uh, as much as I don't want to, but let's switch to the Islanders side of things. Uh, look, they you know they they wanted to sign Tavares. Tavares was very much saying I don't know, and uh, at one point he said, you know, I can't see myself leaving the island. And um, the owners never really went to him at the trade deadline, and they killed him and they lost him. Is it just? I mean, should they have moved him? Looking back, is it a bad? Do, do they deserve some, you know, high percentage of blame for not getting anything from Tavares? Uh, what could they have done? Should they have done anything? Well, they should have done something prior to this year. Um, you know, like the fact that this building is still, mm-hmm. you know, is, is still yeah. not even started. Um, that that plays a pack uh, a factor. The uncertainty around the team for the past. I don't know, forever. Yeah, forever. As, as eventually he's got to, to wear you down. Um, at no point did Gar Snow get a goaltender. At no point did they improve their defense. At no point did they get strong enough to be a, a playoff team year after year. Like, eventually, yep. all of that takes its toll. So there's plenty of blame. As for the, as for the new owners... They basically took a hands-off approach and yeah. said to John, you know, Whatever, we'll, yeah. you know, you can you can decide on your time frame. When you know we want you back, we're going to give you, a, you know, as good an offer as we can. But allowing it to carry on allows more doubt to creep in, allows more time to think, more questions to seep in, and this is where they ended up with. I, I, I can't really, you can't really lay too much on 
on the new management, you know, Lamarillo and yeah. Barry Trotz. And, I mean, they just got there. And, you know, I, I don't know what else they could have done. I don't know what their offer was, but I assume it was more than the Leafs. Yep. You know, I don't know exactly what it was. They had the eighth year, so it would have been more for sure. Um, I'm, just, I'm surprised that he's in Toronto. I'm not overly surprised that he left. Right. Yeah, if – you know, we've been talking about it all year, and you certainly have flip-flopped a bit, Ray, from time to time yeah. um, on what you thought he was going to do forever. You thought he was leaving, and then when Lou came in, you're like, I think he might stay, um, you know, because of the Lou Lamorello uh, factor. And, uh, but yeah, they still it, don't it, have a goalie. No, so just no. Just think of that. They, no. they still don't have a goalie. And so the, there's a lot of fixing that needs to happen in Toronto, and it's not going to happen very quickly. So, or, I'm sorry, in New York, in New York. and it's not going to be quickly. So. If you're the owner, if you're Lou or Garth Snow before, you gotta get an answer from John before the trade deadline, and you gotta move him and get something. Yeah, uh, well, I, I mean, this is a catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like you can you can shape it any way you want. You can try and build a narrative. Well, that's good. Now they've got all this cap space. Good, you got all this cap space. You just gave it to Leo Komarov, or some of it to Leo Komarov. Like, where are you going to find a player? To replace John. Oh, yeah, you're not. Tavares. You just, you can't. Unless, now, would they get into a a trade deal with the Rangers for Kevin Hayes? Hayes has got one year left on his contract. He's looking at probably six years and 30 million or five years and 30 million, somewhere in there. The Rangers have a bunch of centermen, uh, a couple of young guys that they think are really ready to push in in, uh, Philip Cheadle and, and Leah Sanderson. Uh, they've got Zabanajad. They've got a pile of centermen. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can move Hayes, and maybe the Islanders would be interested because as much as you can be excited about Matt Barzell, at no time did Matt Barzell play against the number one defense pair. They were always playing against Tavares. Yep. Yep. Um, and, that, yeah, they went after Carter Hutton, I guess, and, and missed on that. Carter went to uh, to Buffalo. So, yeah, the goalie search continues. And, and as you said, it should be called the National Goalie League. And oh my gosh! I don't have one. You don't need to have the you don't need to have the best guy. Yeah, but you can't have the worst. Yeah, and yeah. the Islanders have been near the bottom for too long in the goaltending department. I still can't believe John Tavares is a Maple Leaf. Oh, there you go. Go this get is, your new sheets. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. Um, who's the better player? Is, is is Matthews better than John Tavares? I mean, does it matter? Does, does anybody care who plays against number one defense and who you try to stop? I mean, what? Well, the other team will, right? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, there's, I can almost guarantee we're going to get into September and they're going to say, oh, who's the number one line? I know, who's the number this is one where line? I'm going, like, right. And, yeah. yeah, who cares? Right. It doesn't matter. Yep. Nobody, the players don't say, oh, I'm on the number two line. Yeah. They might say, hey, I'm on a crappier line than I was yesterday because I'm not playing very well. Mm-hmm. But they they don't, the numbering thing is great for the media. The media seems to love it and. I yeah. hate it. I don't because I, I don't well, think it matters. It doesn't matter at all. This Babcock Matthews drama that's been created will be looked at, you know, uh, closely with ice time and, and blah blah. Second unit power play, and I'm with you. Like, well, I, I am curious how they're, you know, so, you know, what are they going to do um, on the power play? Um, oh, he loves vets. Babcock loves vets. Tavares goes over. No, well, it's, not, it's not. He loves vets. It's he likes guys that score. I mean, why? You can be pissed that Matthews wasn't on the power play more. I think their power play was second in the league last year. Yeah, it was good. Yep. Yeah, so why why would he change? But now it completely changes. You don't have JBR at the front of the net. So who's gonna who's gonna replace that? 
because that was a key part of their power play, the way that he played around the front of the net, the way he held on to pucks by the goal line and made little plays there, the soft hands around the front. So do you have Tavares and Kadri together, or do you have Marner on that unit? Do you load all, do you load four, load four of them up on the one unit? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. It'll be yeah. interesting. And a lot of it'll be interesting as far as when they play at five on five. Well, you know, if, the number one defense pair, this is the way I would play it if I were playing the Leafs. My number one defense player, pair mm-hmm. would probably play against Tavares um, if, if Marner's there. And my number one line would play against Matthews. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, that's, how, that's how I would probably go about it. Right. Do you, uh... you, can't, you can't lean too heavy on one or the other. Do you want to make this whole show about Tavares or do you want to move on? I, I, I vote... All Tavares, but it's up to you. I'm clear and ready to move on. (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. So the rest of the signings, the rest of the day, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, What did you like? Which ones, a couple of deals stood out that that you really thought were uh, were pretty good? Well, I like Paul Stastny. I mean, 50 points, seven straight years. He goes to Vegas. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I um, I think that's a solid signing. I think JVR going back to Philly. Is is really solid. That that team can score, yeah. and they just just think of what their power play, which is already really good, is going to is going to look like when you add JVR to it. I'm not so sure about St. Louis. Okay, um, they get Bozak. Yep, Tyler Bozak. They get David Perron, and then they make the trade for Ryan O'Reilly. None of them are very fast, and so in a league that is faster, 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 mm-hmm. they're not. So I'm I'm curious a little bit about that. I kind of like what Calgary did. You know, they added Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin in the trade uh, for Dougie Hamilton, and then they get James Neal the other day. Plus, they signed Derek Ryan. That's that's four really solid players into their lineup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they really, I kind of like they really remade themselves. Like, like they remade themselves with those guys. It's they did yeah. really, really, really aggressively moved after being one of the most. Um, most disappointing teams mm-hmm. uh, in the league last year by missing the playoffs. Um, Tampa gets JT Miller and Ryan McDonough signed. So, I mean, while it's not a free agent, it's a good day for them. Yep. I am. I am interested. Carolina's going to go into the into the season with Scott Darling and uh, Peter Morazic as their goaltenders. Yep. yep. That's yeah. They're really hoping yeah. that Dar- Darling can be what they want. I don't know what they're hoping for. Um, they're, they're hoping for maybe both guys are play together. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch them together in one giant sweater. <laughs> Why not? Um, JVR to Flyers. That surprised me. Uh, did you hear? Obviously, again, you know, Drager and McKenzie are the insiders. I didn't see that one coming. I, I just thought uh, he'd go somewhere else. But uh, Ron Hextall Yeah, it I off. didn't really think about it too much. No, me that, neither. You know, that, yeah. and then, you know, it makes sense. He's from the area. He's been there before. He'd be comfortable. Um you know, I, I the more I thought of it after you know after I yep. read the signing, I was like, oh yeah, I, I can see that. Sort of makes sense, sure. Uh, because he's yep. a, he's a good player. He gives them more. He gives them more options. So Philly's options up front now become really varied. You know, you've got Giroux on the left wing. You've got JVR on the left wing. You've got um, you've got Simmons on the right side. You've got Voracek on the right side. You've got. Nolan Patrick, who had a really strong end of the year. Yeah, second half. He'll be yep. 20 next year. Um, you know, and Sean Couturier, who had a breakout year. So you're like, wow, that that's pretty good. 
like right off the yep. hop. Like the, and they've got a boatload of young defensemen that are about ready to. They took baby steps now, and we saw Provorov last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're ready. These some of these young guys, uh, Goss Despair is another one. They're ready to to kind of take over the back end of that team. And if they get goaltending, yes. which they've been looking at for forty two years, yep. actually since their GM retired, they've been looking for goalies. And um, you know, yeah. Rizgalov wasn't it. Um, you know, Steve Mason wasn't it. Michael Neuvirth hasn't been it. Brian Elliott isn't it. I mean, like, yeah. they just can't seem to, to find the guy. Absolutely. And JVR is going home, too. You know, he's from Jersey, so it's not, not a stretch to, to go down to Philly, you know, a little bit. I think that probably right. played something into it. And Tyler Bozak, again, I put this on Twitter. A lot of people like to shit on Tyler Bozak for what he wasn't over the years as a Leaf. Uh, he was a college signing, and uh, I, I always liked Tyler Bozak. I had a lot of time for him. Uh, good, solid player. He, you know, he, 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 he's a good player. He seemed like a good guy. So uh, I'm he, happy for him. My, my dealings with him have been, um, um, have been all positive. He is a, he's a super nice guy, um, so maybe I'm biased a little bit. But for the, for the guys that spent years ragging on him, he was in the wrong position because they never went and got a number one centerman. Yep. It wasn't his fault. He did what he did. He played almost 600 games for Toronto as a college free agent. I I don't know how much he's got left. You know, his foot speed is really an issue. Mm-hmm. And last year he was insulated pretty good by Kadri and Matthews in front of him. So he had some pretty good matchups. He might not get the same thing in St. Louis, but maybe yep. he will because, you know, they, they have uh, Braden Shen yeah, and Ryan O'Reilly, who they just acquired. So maybe Bozak will find a sweet spot there. Yep. I hope he does well. He's... Um, He's a good guy who's had a really good career. Yep. And um, as I said, it's not it wasn't his fault they asked him to be the number one centerman. No, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I got I got a lot of time for Bozak. Good job. Um, something that caught my eye: Jack Johnson uh, goes from Columbus to Pittsburgh, uh, five year, sixteen point two five million dollar deal. Uh, seemed a little high for a guy that uh, struggled to find ice time. He requested a trade out of Columbus. Jimmy Rutherford, the GM of the Penguins, comes out and says, uh, I know why he was scratched, and it wasn't due to ability, and John Tortorella absolutely unleashes on him. <laughs> Did you, you read that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, torts. Oh, man. Now, here's, the, here's the thing about torts. Okay. There is, there is no, there, as we know, there is no filter. And he says a lot of things that other people would like to say. But the other people are... <laughs> very cautious about what yeah. how and what they say. And John isn't. And and Rutherford is out of bounds there in, in my book. Now yeah. I like Jim. Yep. He's a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, one of the nicest guys. Um really, really have enjoyed talking with him over the years and um not haven't always agreed with or he hasn't always agreed with some of the stuff I've said and yep. I and I know it yep. because of well you can just sense it. <laughs> yeah, you feel it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think it's—I don't think it was his place to say what he said. Right. And then Jack Johnson popped off on the way out the door, which is always bogus. Mm-hmm. You know, in 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 my opinion. Yep. Yep. Um, if you had the problem, you should have said it to Tortorella. Maybe he did, but it right. didn't sound like it because Tortorella went off. Um. And, and and to be fair, of course, we all know about Jack Johnson's uh, issues off the ice with his parents and, and financially and all that. And Torts made mention, like, 
all we've done, and I don't know this to be true, but I would assume it would be true. Torts made some good points. Like, all we've ever tried to do is help this guy off the ice and all the things he's going through. Like, this wasn't just a a strictly player not happy uh, ice time issue with Jack Johnson. Yeah, I didn't play on the power player. I didn't kill penalties. It, was, it, it seems like they yeah. went beyond a little bit there, and it sucks. Yeah. Because it really shouldn't be it, – it, it shouldn't have to come to that. No. Yet, once it does, and you – you put the runway in front of John Tortorella. Well, he's on it. <laughs> um, and yeah. I mean, like there was that was an impressive use of of the English language. <laughs> it, it was. I uh, I'm team torts on this. Like reading Johnson's quotes in Weatherford, I, I'm I'm agreeing with John on this. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I am too. Yeah. Now, some people and I you know and I heard from a couple people and I've been texting with a couple of guys and they're like, yeah, but he shouldn't say it like that. And I'm like, why not? Um, yeah, the guy, yeah. they, they basically, Pittsburgh and Columbus are rivals. Mm-hmm. And for Columbus, I, I understand this because this is what we felt in Hartford. We felt like we were the little brother to Boston's big brother all the time. Oh, yeah. And that's what Columbus feels like to, to Pittsburgh. You know, they, that's the team they want to beat. That's mm-hmm. the team they want to be. They're, they've worked hard to be that, and it just doesn't work for them yet. And then you've got a guy that leaves as a free agent and throws a little shade at you on the way out the door. Yeah. And so why do you have to – why does John have to say, oh, I wish him nothing but the best, he's a swell fella, and <laughs> yeah. Good gee, luck. I didn't mind at all right. any of this. Like, why does he have to say that? He's under no obligation to say that. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. You know me. I got a little bit of a heat. Mm-hmm. So I, I sense – I, I – I, I sense some agreement here with John yeah. on my side. Yeah, no, no, not surprising. Um, so we talked about some of the signings that you liked. Uh, is Jack Johnson one of the ones that you didn't like? And, and, and if not, which ones raise your eyebrows? I'm oh, sure okay. your hometown I'll go, Canucks. I'll go through a couple. Okay. I've got a couple here. Um, Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel in Vancouver for four years. I don't mind either player. I think they're actually quite effective at mm-hmm. what they do. Yep. But four years each, ridiculous. The... Of the contracts that were signed by the time we went off the air, there were only eight that were longer than four years. And Vancouver had two of them. Yeah. And they were two guys that project to be on their fourth line. Yep. Like, that doesn't, that makes no sense to me. Well, right? Like, I just, it, no sense. Jack Johnson, five years. I don't think Johnson's the player he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he finds a little bit of juice in Pittsburgh. You know, because he certainly lost his way here in Columbus to the point that he wasn't he wasn't playing. Um, David Perron, I'm a little iffy on. He had 60 points this year; it was a career best. He had 50 assists, as you know, watching in Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's more than than any other year by 15. And so I I, worn, I wonder a little bit about him um, whether whether he's got another one of those years. Um, left in him, Komarov for four years it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, with the Islanders, that not, might, like none. That might zero. be the single worst even. one of the day for me. Anyways, for me. Well, that's how, that seems like an old-fashioned, over-the-top, overreaction signing, and I'm surprised that it that came it. from yeah. Lamarillo. Yeah, like it because there was just no need to do that. There, you could find a, he scored seven goals last year. And you can find a player to score seven goals. Now, like you can score a guy, find a guy to score yeah. seven goals in in a season, and do a lot less than 
than four years. Um, Komarov clearly has slowed. Like I, I think a lot of it is the way he plays, the physical toll on his body. Yep. I think it's caught up to him a little bit. I, I just I didn't like that signing at all. Yeah, uh, at Jeff589 on our Twitter said, can someone take Jim Benny's phone away from him every July 1st? <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if he's. If he. If he. Uh, I mean. I. I don't want to say that's my line, but yeah. I've been using that for about two summers now. Yeah. July first. Yep. Put your phone away. Right. Don't use it. Yep. They just. They. They just can't seem to get out of their own way, Steve. Like they've. They've well, got a really impressive group of young prospects. Like really impressive guys that make you feel for the first time in Vancouver like there's real hope. And then, I don't, as I said, I don't mind Antoine Roussel, and I don't mind Jay Beagle, but not for four years. Yeah. Beagle's going to be 37 when his deal ends. And, and he's got some mileage on him. You know, like he's he plays, got miles on him, yeah, yeah. He play, but here's the other thing. Which team that's any good has a 37-year-old checking center? <laughs> well, what's Brandon, what's Brandon Sutter? I don't know. He's, I, you know, yeah. they signed him. They said he's a core player. Yep. So now you've got two of your centermen for sure. Well, three of your centermen are Horvat, Sutter, and Beagle. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're, yeah. Yeah. you're not yeah. getting a whole this lot is, of offense out of two of those guys. This is not Matthews, Tavares, and Kadri, by the way. Like that, no. That doesn't – No. Not to, to bring it back around. Um, yeah, um, it was yeah, – Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, a little – a little bit of an odd day in Vancouver, for sure. There's, and, and this is the second year in a row, really, because last year they signed four veterans on yep. July 1st, and everybody was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Well, then they just doubled down this year. Yeah. I, I, I was telling on the – we were talking last summer, and I said, just bottom out. Don't sign those veterans. Those guys are just good enough to get you, you know, a few points to not bottom out. So, to me, I don't know. But they, they have – like, I just don't – I don't. I know they were worried about the, you know, whether they have enough leadership uh, without Daniel and Henrik, mm-hmm. and and so I see. Okay, great. So you want to sign Jay Beagle because he plays the way he does and with an energy and and like I get it. Like I, hundred percent get it. Just don't give him four years. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's and if you have to give him four years, yeah. let somebody else have him and sign another guy. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Benning said that that was the term that was needed to get them when asked, you know. And, okay, so yeah. great. And don't sign them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one of the more interesting things uh, on, on July 1, Agent Day, is uh, Rick Nash apparently had a lot of suitors, uh, could have gone somewhere and said he's going to step back and sort of evaluate, I imagine, whether he wants to play or not again. And, you know, he's missing out on some money and some cap room from other teams and I, 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 unusual decision, but yeah, whatever, whatever Rick wants to do. Well, I, yeah. I think this more, I mean, it sounds to me more of a, a health related deal. Yep. You know, like he's making, he's had concussion issues in the past and he's making decisions on, okay, do I really want to do this again? Yep. Do I really want to yep. take the chance to do it again? And again, he's another guy that's made buckets of money. Mm-hmm. But you take that away, take the money away for a second, and while we might say, oh, Rick Nash is getting old, he's still in his mid-30s. He's a young man. Yep. He's got kids, he's got family, he's got a lot of time left. And um, 
So I, I'm totally on board with him making this decision. I don't think it's, I don't think it's curious in the least. I think it's really honest. Yep. Uh, for him to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not sure that I can really commit to this. And so I'm going to, I'm not going to. The reason I just say curious is because I, I would think that a decision like that, like you either, you're going to retire because of the, of the concussions and the health issues, or you're going to go on and you're going to know by July one, you know what I mean? Like what if he feels better in a month and a half and he, there's no team. But Maybe he doesn't want to put himself in that position again. You don't like, you don't know what he, what he felt like when he was out. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe he couldn't get out of his bedroom. Maybe he was, you know, any noise the kids made, sure. you know, blew his, his head off, mm-hmm. right? Like yep. we don't know. And so the, the one thing that, that we do know is the, the, the effects of concussion are far more real and serious than most of us thought for a long time. Yes. And, and, and guys that are guys that are choosing to step back or step away. I'm, I'm totally on board with all of them. I, I don't even, I don't even think of it for a second. I think the fact that he said, I, I'm willing to make this decision now, I think speaks, speaks with great volume of how, of the way that he feels. Paul Pocky podcast with Ray Ferraro. Um, please check him out, paulpocky.com. Get it on iTunes, wherever you get podcasts from. Listen to this commercial message here from our folks at uh, allpointsinsurance.ca, and then we'll be right back to uh, talk some more free agents and uh, answer your questions on Twitter. With such a limited time to enjoy your watercraft, don't waste any of it worrying about how to protect your property in the event of accident or a theft. Get Wyatt Dowling to ensure you are properly covered. Leave your worries at the door. It's July 3rd right now. You've got a boat. You need some protection. All risk, agreed value protection, claims paid without depreciation, uh, new three-year new model replacement, water ski, wakeboard liability included, winterization, freezing also included in this insurance package, allpointsinsurance.ca. Go there, get your watercraft covered, and uh, support those who support the show. Uh, thanks very much, people. Back to Ray. All right, we're back. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, Ray, this is the last show of the year before you disappear under golf courses everywhere in the lower mainland. Yes, and I'm actually going to Sweden on when is uh, that? July 12th. Okay. My uh my 11-year-old is uh on a soccer team that is playing in this tournament called the Gothia Cup. And the Gothia Cup is um every year in Gothenburg, Sweden, and it's um 1700 total teams. I think his age group uh, has 160. If you can imagine, yeah, yeah, I can't. This is... I can't organize anything. I'm assuming that you know that this is a, quite an endeavor to organize this. And um, so, it's, I know some people whose kids have been there before. They said it's just amazing. The opening ceremonies are like 30,000 people in a stadium, and the kids are going to have a great time. Yeah, sounds like it. Um... Okay, and, so, and that will be the only thing that takes me away from the yeah, golf and that's it. And and yeah, if Tavares oh, can, and my family too. If Tavares can yeah. sign with the Leafs, though, that means anything can happen. Which means we could get you on a summer show. No, I don't think so. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Hey, so Carter Hutton to the Sabres. We, we touched on it earlier. Uh, they're hoping he's going to be another Martin Jones uh, and not a Scott Darling, but it, it is a uh, backup that has good numbers that is going to be given the number one job. Your thoughts, Ray? Um, I, I was surprised um, over the last couple of years with how he just continues to, to get seemingly get better. And we keep hearing about how goalies are late, you know, late developers and it takes time and some guys, you know, like Tim Thomas come back and all of a sudden they, you know, get back to the NHL and they're at a point where you're, they're an afterthought and then, you know, all of a sudden they're not. But people use Tim Thomas as an example because they can't think of anybody else. Right? It's not like there's 10 Tim yeah. Thomases. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm curious how Hutton will handle the number one load in Buffalo because they're certainly not anywhere near as good as St. Louis. And their defense is certainly nowhere near in the same ballpark mm-hmm. um, as the Blues. So that'll be a challenge for them. But last year when when somehow, I, I don't really know how it happens, but Jake Allen for the second year in a row just lost his ability to stop the puck. And Hutton basically carried the team. He did. Because yep. the team wasn't playing very well. And Hutton for a couple of months was brilliant. I think at one point his save percentage was up close to 940, which is just mm-hmm. ridiculous. And I want to say he settled into 930 or something like that. But he had a had a terrific year. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's it, you know Brian Elliott also had great numbers, right? And and kind of didn't find a home after he left. And I don't know if it's the St. Louis Hitchcock system over the years or what it was, but yeah, it's uh, well, I think it's, it's interesting. It can be part of the system, Lucy, yep. but it can also be just the guys in front of him. Yep. I mean, look when when he looks up um, from his net, he's not going to see Colton Pareko and Alex Petrangelo and Joel Edmondson and Jay Bolmeister in front of him mm-hmm. in Buffalo. Yep. You know, he's going to see... He will see Darlene. Darlene, <laughs> and he's going to go, oh my God, this guy's amazing, and wow, he's 18. Yep. Right? Like he, yep. And he's got Rasmus Ristolainen, and he's going to say, wow, this kid's really good, and he's 21. You know, like, they're just young, young, young. And with young, in most cases, come mistakes. Yep. Um, backup goalies everywhere. Cam Ward to Chicago, Jonathan Bernier to the Wings, uh, Halak to the Bruins. We mentioned Mrazek. Any of those catch your eye for... Or anybody I missed that, that backup goalies um, carousel? Well, I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see what Cam Ward looks like in a different jersey. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. and so, but he's the one to me that's the most interesting. And the reason I say so is, you know, Corey Crawford basically disappeared last year. Right? Like he, yeah. he yep. got hurt and then he was just gone. And so I haven't heard anything that would say, that he's ready to go. And so maybe the reason that Chicago went after Ward is they would have a little more faith that he could carry a bigger part of the load if, if, if um, Crawford's just not ready to play. You know, like I, yep, I don't yep. think necessarily he's just, hey, your backup yeah. guy because we know Corey Crawford's here. They went the, through... Blackhawks, the Blackhawks are not a young team. You know, yep. and so they're they need some immediacy to what they're doing here. And while they're moving in young guys on the, on the other end of the roster, mm-hmm. you know, they can't just, they can't just throw a couple of 20 year olds in goal and say, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, uh, they had six guys last year or something. Holy, and they, the accountant. They had the accountant as well, Scott Foster. So. Yes, the, account, the accountant doesn't count, though, does he? Or, or are you counting him? I, I think I was counting him. I don't know. It's, yeah, he won't, he won't be back. Though. He's not. He's, is he in the mix for the backup gig? No? <laughs> um, great. That was probably the best story of the year. Fantastic. It was, it was you know, it's funny how you just, it kind of gets forgotten, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. Yeah. And I was there that night, yep. and the watcher were calling come in, yep. and, you know, he made a couple of saves, and you, you find yourself, like, in 10 seconds starting to cheer for the guy. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, a couple more things to wrap up, and then we'll take some questions from uh, from Twitter. Uh, I guess the Senators, the Ottawa Senators, are telling some other teams that uh, they can contact uh, Eric Carlson and his agent and uh, try to work out a deal for a, an extension. Um, yeah, so we're getting some finally some hints that, hey, he could be on the move. We, I mean, we thought that anyways, but something's move, something's brewing. Well, he's, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't see any way that he's, that he's back in, in Ottawa. I think this is probably the final step of that. But, yep. you know, they are, when, from the time where Pierre Dorian said, we're going to make him an offer on July 1st, and then it's going to be up to him, the ball will be in his court. That told me immediately that the offer was going to be low. Like they were going to offer what they could, yep. but it was nowhere going to be what it needed to be. And so he's, you know, the, the offer apparently is um, eight years at $10 million per. That's a million less than Doughty. Doughty, yeah. yeah. And so they could be pretty secure that he wasn't going to take that offer. So they make the offer. Yeah. And then now they know they just got, you know, they knew they were going to trade him anyway, I think. Yep, yep. And now, you, you know, you've got to move ahead with it. Not that many teams can fit that in, though. You know, um, it's going to be interesting. Vegas has got to be one of the front runners, I think. Well, it, they are, but but here's the thing with this deal for, okay. from both sides, really. So from Ottawa, you you can only do what you can do, right? You can't make somebody give you players. And so, <laughs> right. how are yes. you ever going to win this deal, or how are you ever going to even tread water on this deal? It's going to be really difficult. Unless they try to, like, if they try to do this and say we need four pieces for for Carlson, well, that's when you start to get into, um, you, you know, you you get a bunch of draft picks that don't pan out or you know mm-hmm. pan out at the rate of return that most do. Yep. And over time, it turns out to be a failure, or you get some players that the other teams don't aren't. You know, they don't really yeah. care to move. Yeah. And, like, they're like, yeah, that's fine. And so you end up with a mishmash of guys for a brilliant player. Perfect example, or, the, Joe, the Joe Thornton trade. where you, you, you Right. You yeah. end up with three guys, yeah. and they were functional guys. Yeah. And, you know, meh. And, <laughs> and Joe's still playing. Right. So if um, – which, by the way, he signed a one-year deal, too. So yeah. he's still back for the year 21, I believe, for him. Yeah. Or you can, you know, if, if it's Vegas, like, to me, I'm, I'm looking at a first-rounder, Shea Theodore, and I want one of those first-rounders from last year. Because mm-hmm. they had three of them. Three of them, yeah. yeah. And so that, that's the type of return I would look for, because I think Shea Theodore is a top-pair defenseman, or will be. I want one of those first-rounders who are really good young prospects, and then the first from next year. And I, but if they go and they insist on tying Bobby Ryan's contract to that, yeah. then I think they're getting less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like they 
I, I don't know. I've read the, they want to, they don't have to. It's not a requirement. So, yeah. But you're saying don't well, do that. I mean, they'd yeah. like to move the seven million, of course, because it's got four years left on it. But man, I, if I'm another team, I'm like, you want me to take Bob Bryant and his contract? Well, then, yeah, we're going backwards on <laughs> on the return. Yep. You're going to you just get to your me to take that deal. You're going to get your meh guys. Then that's what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ilya Kovacek, your uh, old teammate, uh, picks the Kings. The Kings win the sweepstakes. Thoughts? Yeah, I think Ilya's going to do fine there. The Kings are another team, though. They're, they're not young either. Nope. You know, they are, they're one of the older teams in the league. Um, what, I, what I like about Kovi is, you know, and I've watched him a little bit in world championships over the last couple of years, um, he's still going to score, and the Kings need goals. Like he's 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 going to score ten power play goals falling out of bed. Yeah, um, he can skate enough. Um, he's a better skater probably than when he went away because he's lighter. Like when he went uh, when he went back to Russia mm-hmm. uh, to play in the KHL, um, and now uh, you look at him, he looks leaner. He is lighter. He's got um, he's got you know he's got a maturity to him that yep. he obviously didn't have when he played when he was eighteen. Um, I think it's a good deal. I like the first two years of it. I'm not so crazy about the third. Right. But, yeah. you know, I think there's probably a lot of teams that they get into these fights over players, and the player says, well, I want the third year or the fourth year, and they say, okay. And, yeah. hell, Vancouver did it with Jay Beagle. Yeah, Toronto did it with Marlowe, right? Marlowe, apparently, that was, right. the, it was well, that third okay, year. Okay, but Marlowe, again, look at the difference. Offense, offense, no offense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm willing to give the offense of a guy. Yep. Uh, and an experienced guy, the benefit of the doubt. Or, yes, I'll give you the extra year. Sure. Yeah, there, there was. Uh, it's always big mistakes sometimes made on July one. Oh boy, every year. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. A few other things to wrap up. Dougie Hamilton gets traded again, and the media kind of dives into this. Why are the Flames getting rid of Dougie Hamilton? Why is he an issue? What's going on? He goes to the museum instead of the. He doesn't go to the Vegas boys trip. What do you make of all of that talk? Well, I, I don't. There's got to be more to it than that. Is, is what mm-hmm. my first thought is. I mean, Dougie Hamilton is a good player. That, um, you know, he's had a, had an excellent year last year. But I don't. I don't buy for a second that you trade a guy because he doesn't go for dinner with the other guys on yep. a regular basis. Like I don't. I don't get it. There's got to be more to it. Mm-hmm. Now, if if the more to it in this case was that they felt um, that Elias Lindholm and, um, and Noah Hannafin make their team better, well, then sometimes that just happens. But it is odd that he's younger mm-hmm. and that he has been traded twice and he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this, the other stuff, too, they're like, oh, you know, they thought he was going to be more physical. Well, if they thought he was going to be more physical, then they didn't do their homework. Mm-hmm. He wasn't more physical in Boston. He's not going to grow into it. He just, that's just what he is. And so why, why expect – that's like – it's like when Neil Smith traded me with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said was that they were concerned with my size going into the playoffs. <laughs> but he signed me seven months before I was right. the same size. You didn't shrink. You know, like, what did yeah. you expect? Yeah. So, you know, so I, I don't quite know all the details of the Hamilton thing. It seems a bit odd to me, for sure. 
um, because I think he's I think he's a good player. But you, um, you've but talked about this. They got two. Oh, go ahead. They got two guys for him, yeah. and so maybe maybe that makes them comfortable enough. You talked about this before, and we talked about the the fun bunch, the uh, teammates playing on a line that you don't like, and and you've talked about in the room how you're not going to get along with everybody, and it's fine. Like it. Like you, you've been in these rooms, and you're like, yeah, whatever. That that guy doesn't hang out with us. Who cares? He's a good player. He helps us win, right? I mean, so so I'll go out to dinner with somebody else. Yeah, like big deal. Lots of guys to go for dinner with, right? So all of that so stuff to me. That's why I say I I think I think there's there seems like there should be more to it. Mm-hmm. If there isn't, then then I find it really strange. Right. Uh, all right. Some Twitter questions before we wrap here. Uh, Joe nine one nine. Can you ask Ray how important he thinks mentorship is uh, when you're bringing up a young team, the Canucks, i.e. the Canucks? Was it a big help to him when he was coming up with the Islanders, so did he have a vet in the room that really helped him? Uh, this is more maybe the Whalers than the Islanders. You were already a veteran. Right. But, but So this is what Jim Benning did, you know, bring in some older guys. Beagle's uh, a really good uh, dressing room guy, good guy. Does this really help in that end of things, never mind the skill set on the ice? Well, it does help, um, but – you have to be able to play and be effective as well because you can't be a leader and or a mentor um, if you're, if you're no good anymore, you know, like you, it's embarrassing to yourself. Like you see it. Like when I got that last year in Atlanta, you know, my, I ended up with a, a, like I was 38. I had a knee surgery right before the season and I just couldn't do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was the captain and you feel like a schmuck. You're trying to be, you're trying to be a leader and you're trying to help mm-hmm. guys or you're trying to, in a lot of ways you help guys by, by just doing the right things. It's not a speech you make or anything like that, mm-hmm. but in a lot of cases just couldn't do it. Like physically yeah, yeah. couldn't do it anymore. Yep. And so that's, that's where the whole thing breaks down a little bit, but yes, it is important. Um, you want to have uh, guys that are that do. This is such a. I hate this phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> they do things the right way. Yeah. You know, they go to work. They they get their workouts in. They, um, you know, when they're. This will sound simple, but or or maybe trivial, but bus leaves at ten o'clock. Everybody's on the bus at ten. Uh, practice starts at ten. Everybody's ready to go at ten. Mm-hmm. And your leaders help build that regularity to your team. And if it isn't, you got a bunch of young guys kind of meandering around because nobody's really in charge. Right, right. Uh, Cody Stem says, with the new acquisitions, how do the Coyotes' outlook improve? And Jeremy Roenick for random NHLer. Um, they signed Michael Grabner. Of course, they um, they got uh, Galchenyuk from the from the Habs. Am I missing anything else when he says new acquisitions? No, I don't think so. I, think, I, I think that's see. It. I think right. they're. I think they're on the way to being a pretty good team. I really do. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of what they've done. Um, I like the fact that they they seem to be chasing skill, which, as you know, uh, for me is a big deal. Um, you know, like I, I want to build as much skill as I can, yep. and then if I have too much of it, then I'll try and it'll be easier for me to fill the role player than it is the high-end skill guy. So I like a lot of what they're doing. Um, I don't quite think – they're there yet, but they're in pretty good shape. Like they're yep. the you know the biggest questions always for them have been um, you know is there any stability to the franchise? Yeah, and that's got nothing to do with the players. Um, 
I, I hope they, I hope they, Steve, I hope they do find some stability. I really do. Because they're really, um, they really appear to have a lot of players that, that look like they have promising futures, not like five years down the road, yeah. but like, like kind of now. You're, you're lying about Lou joining the Islanders and is, is he going to bring a shovel, which was an all-time line, by the way? Uh, is Grabner bringing a shovel to build for the new arena? Yeah, I don't know. He's really fast, but I don't think right. he can get that done. Uh, Jeremy Roenick for Random NHLer. JR looking for the Hall of Fame uh, uh, induction. Hasn't didn't get it again this year. Uh, yeah, well, I don't. I don't think he should go in ahead of the guys that went in. And you know what? Yep. That's just kind of what what my thought is anyway. But. Um, Really good player, really physical. At his peak, he was a absolute beast to play against because he had so much energy. He was such a good skater. He was so physical, mm-hmm. and he could play. Like he could score. He could make plays. He yep. um, talked constantly on the ice. You know, he's all, always talking. <laughs> yeah, um, which was fine for me. I didn't, yeah, I didn't were... play against him a whole lot, but yeah. I was talking a lot too, so I didn't ever mind it. Um, Flamboyant, you know, he had style and personality, and um, so that rubbed some people the wrong way. But didn't really care, didn't really matter to him. Right. You know, like he, that's just you see it in his, you know, when he's doing those that stuff for NBC. Yeah, you know, they got him jumping Dressed in the, up and, yeah, the yeah. Hudson River on January first, and like it's just his personality. Yeah. That's just the way it works. Those, and so he's he's actually. He's actually really very true um, to himself. Yep. Like the way the way he was as a player is the way he is now. Um, he's got it's seemingly boundless energy. You know, like hey, when man. you run into him, you're right. like, "Holy smokes!" He's here goes. You know, he's going he, somewhere uh, here. He's going somewhere. You know, like so. They, I, I, I like him. I'm amused by him. They put him on as a drum bot here in Vegas one game. He's right, a drum bot. Um, Oh, by the way, the other thing is, he is one hell of a golfer. Oh, is he? Yeah? Really good. Uh, really, really very good. Dan Quinn level? Dan Quinn might be the best golfer out of uh, any ex-NHL? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. But yep. um, JR, is, is, to my knowledge, he's like a, yep. a one handicap, I think. Uh, we got a lot of questions. Uh, I won't name all the guys, but uh, offer sheets for Nylander, offer sheets for restricted free agents. Will it happen? Will we see it? You know, people thinking the Leafs can't can't get Nylander done, and or Lou's going to poach Nylander now because he's pissed. I don't know. It, it always seems like a good idea. I don't quite get why it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like there's, or like why it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, you can you can look and see which teams are vulnerable, like which teams wouldn't be able to match, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know why other teams don't go at them. Like why not? Yeah. If you think that player can help you, yeah. Why not? I mean, Burke's gone out of the league, so he's not going to want to fight you anymore. So yeah, the, I, I think I think the this this offer sheet thing is it's in there to protect you know that a player yeah. can't you know just get railroaded with one team, but it's never used. It's like it's not even there. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, all the GMs got together and said, "Hey, you're going to do it." No. I'm not going to do it. All right, let's yeah, not let's do not it. do it. And I mean, I I don't buy for a second that it can't be helpful. Like I I, yep. I am amazed that some some teams some team has not done it yet. Uh, Jeff Loughton says, uh, not sure if Ray is ever in scrums. You're not, I don't think. Uh, but regardless, do no. pl- do players give more respect to former players 
than lifetime reporters? Let's just say in general, do you think? Um, probably. Yeah. I, I would say probably so, although um, long-time reporters have probably built up a rapport with the players. Yep. They know them, they're familiar with them, and it's like anything. You're more comfortable talking to somebody you know than somebody you don't. Right. Uh, Nathan Cantor says, with Tavares at 11, what does Ray think Matthews' AAV will be? 11 and Marner 7.5? Well, I'm sure, yeah. Yep. I mean, I don't think they're... I don't think you're too far off there. I I have in my head uh, Pasternak's deal for for Marner, mm-hmm. which was I think six eight, and so I you know in there somewhere you know yep. Um, but Matthews, I've I've thought above Eichel and below McDavid, so I guess that gets you to about eleven. Right. Uh, at Wizalters, that's what Spinal Tap would sign him to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Turn him all the way. Uh, at Wizalters says, who is the most underrated NHL TV play-by-play currently in the NHL play-by-play guy? Who do you play-by-play? Uh, yeah. Underrated. Oof, geez, yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, yep. You know who's really good is Brendan Burke in in New York with the Islanders. Mm-hmm. He's he's very good. Um, I always I always like Pat Foley in Chicago. Yeah, um, you know I've listened to him for years. He's and got a cool voice. Kind of just yeah, yeah. He's got, he does kind of gravelly. Yep, yep. And he likes golf too. So I like, oh, that, here we that's go. A Jeez, positive for here him. we go. Yeah. Uh, also, too, Wizalter wants to know thoughts on watching Hemsky play regularly in his prime when you did Oiler games way back in the day. I I always liked Hemsky. I always thought there was more there. I wished he would have shot the puck more, um, but I felt he he played hard. Like he he gave what he had. Uh, physically, but I, I always felt there was more there, you know, like I yep. just, he was good enough for me to look at and go, no, no, I, there's, there's another gear here somewhere, but he didn't, he didn't often get there. Uh, Robbie Renner said, how does Ray feel about the lightning keeping McDonough on board next season? You touched on it, uh, a good day for Steve Eisenman and the lightning, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Ryan McDonough as a player. I, I think there was a time where I thought there was going to be more offense from him, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, not now he's kind of is what he is, but he's good. Uh, good second pair guy. And I say second pair because they got Victor Hedman standing there. Yeah. So if you can have Hedman on the ice and then he comes off and McDonough goes on a lot, you're probably in pretty good shape. Robert Bailey says, are the Islanders going to use Matt Barzell as the number one center? Seems like he is more suited well, they don't as have a choice two. right, right. Now. Yeah, That's exactly unless it. They, unless they go get someone, he's their guy. And, uh, again, we'll, you know, I'll make clear my distaste of the numbering of the lines. Yeah. You know, like – but so you're by basically by saying your number one center, if you're asking, is he their best center? Yes. <laughs> right. Um, is that a good thing? No, not right now. Uh, Mike, because he's sorry. Yep. Let me just finish yep. because he's 20 and he had the benefit of, of Tavares being there last year. Yeah, absolutely. And right. he's going to, he's going to find the scrutiny a lot tighter this year. The, the other game in Vegas here, uh, I, I went there and Barzell was amazing. He was great. Oh, he's an yep. unbelievably yep. exciting player. Denny yep. Savard for me. Yep, yep. And, um, you know, like that style of player. But, um, yeah, they're, they're nowhere near deep enough. Now, they had a really good draft this year, but what that means, of course, is they drafted two 18-year-olds. 
<laughs> Mike DeKalb says, right. when Ray was a UFA, what were the deciding factors when choosing which team to sign with? Um, so you did it twice, right? Yeah, once, once really. Uh, the second time I just I was at a point in my career I was looking for the best contract I could get. When I signed in Atlanta, I was coming off of knee surgeries, yep. three of them. And so <laughs> I just, you know, I was like, okay, when can I – what's the longest deal I can sign for and what's the best one. And it was two years in Atlanta. When I signed with the Rangers, Mm -hmm. um, I got down to a couple of teams, Dallas and New York. I was in new, I was in Dallas actually at the time when the offer from the Rangers came in and, um, and they took you golfing, uh, right? And it's, it took you golfing golfing with Madonna and uh, Brendan Morrow. And, um, uh, my wife at the time was looking at schools and, um, it came down to me, uh, for me, was the Rangers were a year removed from a cup, mm-hmm. and they still had Messier and Lowe in those guys. So I felt like they were closest to being the better team. The, Dallas had just missed the playoffs, and um, they looked like they were a little bit of a mess. As it turned out, Dallas got back to the Stanley Cup first and yeah. made the wrong move. Yeah, because I ended up in LA. And the Rangers well, traded the other you. Thing. <laughs> yeah, there's the other thing is you know you do all this all this research, you make the decision that you're going to make. And then sometimes it works out and sometimes yep. it doesn't. Uh, when you went to Atlanta, you said it was the only team that offered you two years, I think you told us before, right? Everyone yep. else was a one yeah, year? I had a couple of one year offers yep. and, um, um, you know, I didn't really pursue them as such, but yep. just some one year offers. I didn't sign, I think, until the middle of July. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Paul Ferrazzi, Faz ha- at Faz Habs. What was the craziest exit interview Ray ever had? And uh, what was the craziest exit interview story you ever heard about? Love the show. Uh, Mike, I never really had any crazy ones. I mean, I used to love my year-end meetings with Emil Francis in Hartford. We'd go in and talk baseball for 15 minutes, and (laughs) and then I'd leave. Really? And uh, I loved the cat. He was such a great, great guy to me. And, um, you know, and I liked him as a person. He was just a very, very nice man. Um, But nothing... Nothing too, too crazy. Um, uh, one year in Los Angeles, uh, I mean, you hear stories. The guys are in there and they're yeah. just batting back and forth f bombs with the manager. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty well, you know, you've pretty well sealed your deal by that time, right? You know, yeah. you're not coming back. <laughs> right. um, I was in LA my last year, just before I signed in Atlanta. I go into my meeting with Dave Taylor and Kevin Gilmore was the assistant GM at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you know, we're talking and I'd been on, you know, I'd been on and off with knee surgeries. And I yep. said, look, I'm finally healthy. Um, I'd like to stay. Um, I'm hopeful I can stay. And uh, they said, we'll get back to you. And then I never heard from them again. And so about, I don't know how many years later, I was broadcasting by this time. Yep. So this would have been eight or nine years later, I'm at a American League All-Star game in uh, Manchester, and Dave Taylor was there. Uh-huh. And so I said to him, hey, Dave, I'm still waiting for that callback. <laughs> I mean, by this time, it was a decade right, later. We, right. got, we got a laugh out of that. Right, but right. Um, that was kind of the, the one that went south on me. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting. Are you bringing me back? My knees are good. Um, I'm good. I feel great. At Bobby says, Islander fans are hurting, Ray. Give us a reason for hope. Leo Comerov? Well, they say they're going to build a new a new rink. Oh. I mean, like, I can't – there's yep. nothing positive about this. The, the hope is they had a very good draft. The hope is Matt Barzell is the real deal and continues to improve. Um, 
the hope is they find a goalie. Like there's lots of hope, but it's there's not there's not enough of it. And coming on the heels of Tavares leaving, uh, you know, any you know to to say things are fabulous would be a fallacy. Yeah, I just who's going to stop the puck right now? I mean, he's got to be working on a trade. Lou's got to be right. They do yeah. have a young Russian kid. Um, but I don't think that, he's, if I'm correct, he's not ready yet, like ready to come over. Um, but there's there's three Russian goaltenders, um, Ilya Sorokin, uh, Shastorkin, and Samsonov. And the Islanders, the Rangers, and the Capitals have those three guys. Mm-hmm. And all three of them are thought of as real top-end prospects. But the Islanders don't have anybody in the immediacy, that's for sure. Uh, Kerry Kettle said, would you rather have Neil at 5.75 or JVR at 7? Uh, JVR. I'm with you. Uh, skates a little better, um, younger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but since you, since you made me pick, I, that's yeah. who I'm picking. Well, Kerry did. I didn't. But uh, Okay, well, him, yeah. Josh uh, at All Sports and Music says, Ray, does Ray see or think Landon, uh, your son Landon, will get into hockey operations, coaching, or media when he is finished? Oh, I don't know. Um, I, th- I think he'd like to stay in, in the game somewhat. I don't know what he'd like to do. Um, you know, he's hopeful to play for, you know, another, he's 27, so hopeful to play for another five or six years or so, I guess, or however long he can. And um, But he hasn't, hasn't really said, and I haven't really, really pushed that discussion yet. Uh, finally, we'll wrap up with my favorite tweet of the week from uh, Odog92. My kids are sleeping. I go full Ray Ferraro if I hear fireworks after 11. That one made me laugh out loud. I was by myself on an airplane, and that one made me laugh out loud. I go full Ray Ferraro. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, and I sympathize with him. You're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not at the party. Yeah. Turn those things off. Stop those things. Whatever you're doing, turn them off. Uh, full Ray Ferraro. I like that. Yeah. That, that. That really made me laugh uh, because that's, that's very old. I have felt full Ray Ferraro from a time to time here and there. Um, so I, I can laugh. Maybe not full Ray Ferraro, but uh, not full. Not yeah, full. Right. Close, but not. Uh, well, that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Always uh, fun to do these, man. I, I love it, and uh, it's it's it, it couldn't have ended on a better note. It, the, the, the the shows could not have ended. On a better note this summer than with John Tavares now wearing Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. I'm, gl- I'm glad it ended that way for you. You, um, you are the victor. I have to, as I said, I have to eat some crow here because it just, just did not come to pass as I, <laughs> as I foresaw. So, um, yeah, it's another year for us, and uh, always good, always fun. Uh, enjoy the feedback. Love the questions. Love when people let us know what they like and even those that let us know what they don't like, but it's fun to do. Uh, we bang them out each week, and we'll take a little break here, and really it won't be very long, and we'll be back at her again. Yeah, it's, it's, camps, camps aren't that far away. I saw a day the other day. Somebody said 90 days or 78 yeah, days. Yeah, I thought something it? about that, and I'm like, really? Yeah, oh, me too. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> uh, so I just want people to know I will probably send Ray a text at some point saying, hey, what about a – a show here, and uh, he's going to say no. 
So I want people to know that. Yeah. Uh, I, yes, I so, and, that, and that, that statement is entirely correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks, everybody, for a year. And thank you, Ray, for uh, uh, helping us learn the game better, making us laugh, uh, giving us uh, fun stories from your career, and uh, really taking us inside dressing rooms and inside the game. I think, uh, as I said, you're the best color analyst uh, in the game. I'm, I'm stoked to be able to do these with you. And uh, it's really fun to learn about the NHL through your eyes, and uh, you do a good job of it. Thank you for your time. Uh, you betcha, Steve. It's fun. You know I like it. Um, I'm glad we've getting to we've gotten to do this. And uh, glad your Golden Knights had, a, or more importantly, your wife's Golden Knights mm-hmm. had a great year. So we'll we'll see whatever the big stories are over the summer. But um, it won't be long, and we'll be right back at it again. Like I said, and there'll be a whole new set of stories to discuss. So we're uh, we'll enjoy the summer, and everybody be well. And thanks again for listening. Thanks, Ray. Take care, Steve. Thanks.